Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Zone Time, everybody. A family-friendly internet show where we only talk about <laughs> hockey and we never get into conversations about NHL players' social lives and anything beyond the ice. And if we see video of them holding some other woman's hand, we don't get into that because that's actually very interesting territory that we can't prove. So you're not going to hear us make fun of insert player here for doing that thing or another player talking about who they think is sexy nope that's not our show we are a family-friendly internet program that talks about things like the stanley cup final julian cuthbert sam and omar are here to for us to go through some wholesome family times ahead can of I just the stanley say cup one, final can i just say one thing sure as long if as it's you, wholesome it yes. doesn't get us in trouble no way um if you were like me and had no idea what was going on, and then woke up to a flurry of timeline stuff. Um, how was it? I think that's the question. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I had no idea what was going on. I just woke up to like a tidal wave of, of just doo-doo on the timeline. I had no idea what the heck is going on. So uh, good times, good times. <laughs> <laughs> does anyone want to offer their thoughts on on, on the reaction because again I, I don't know if we could talk about why everyone got the tizzy on hockey twitter I, i'm just saying i don't know no i'm not i'm not touching that one i sam might be chomping at the bit though i don't know go ahead sam <laughs> i got i have i just want to know what's happening to lauren kyle's cookbook <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I, I I hope I don't know. Is she put it together? Is she trying to sell it? Like I mean it's, who is is it a so was it a solo project now? Was it supposed to be done with someone else? Yeah, that's yeah. Can you tell how difficult tough. of a topic this is supposed to be? Let's just talk about the Stanley Cup final yeah. because there's <laughs> nothing problematic going over there. I'm glad we were able to, uh, you know, go through all that as a family. But anyway, the Stanley Cup <laughs> final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. The very first time in the history of the Stanley Cup final, two teams with names that do not end in S playing against each other. And they happen to be two of the greatest, two of the best teams this year and i want to know on a scale of one to ten omar you don't have to think that hard there's only one other time in the history of big four sports where we had a final matchup 
with teams whose names did not end in S. You don't wow. have to think that hard. Yeah, I guess I didn't I didn't realize how popular names that end in S were in like professional sports. But yeah, interesting. Huh. Yeah. Huh. It's like one of those like it's one of those stats you don't think about, and it's like, oh yeah. All right, cool. Okay. Um, I just want to say that I was right. Just want to throw that thread out in there. I was right last week. Julian, you asked us about uh, the Tampa Rangers series, and yes, Tampa were down 2-1, and I said they were done. Tampa is the team this year that had ended series before the series were over. Ross Colton ended that series against the Panthers in game one. Mm. Andre Palat ended that series series in game three. They're, they're, they were the Rangers. And, uh, yeah, they were going to overtime. Palat scored like 41 seconds. That, that ended the series right there. So... It'll be interesting to see, uh, I guess, how the how the final goes. But I was right. Feels good. Was, on a scale of one to ten, and we can get everyone in on this. On a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for this matchup? Genuinely. Oh, like man, probably like an, a solid ten, nine or ten, just because like usually in like the Stanley Cup final, there's like one team that's like, wow, you're really sick, and the other team's just like, okay, you got you just got to touch the Disney Disney magic, and you're just there for for the forces or whatever but like these are like two solid teams you have a team in tampa that's like one cup away from being a legitimate another dynasty but like better because like three cups in a row oh but the covid whatever it's three cups in a row and then you have colorado and again sam brought this up a couple weeks ago a, a team that has done it right done it right as far as drafting developing managing the cap making great trades so it's just like and again the, the the players on either team are solid so i think regardless the the thing that i that worries me is that like one team will just dominate i don't want that to happen i want it to be a legitimate battle like all the way through it'd be if we get like a game seven overtime winner i would go not like i i have never been so like emotionally anticipating a series that doesn't involve a team I like actively care about in like a long time. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. What about you, Sam? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I was going to say I'm with Omar. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to mouth the words. exactly. I was ready to mouth your exact I mean, response. He's, he's not wrong though, right? Like this is the first time in a long time that it is arguably the two best teams in the league going head to head. And it doesn't happen often enough that the two best teams in hockey are the ones battling it out for the Stanley cup. And I wish we saw this more often. And probably the only thing that I might be slightly more excited for is the ESPN 30 for 30 abs Red Wings show. Mm, But otherwise I, yeah, I, I'm 10 out of 10 excited for the series. Yeah. I mean, I think during allergy season, I max out at about an eight out of 10 in terms of excitement. Like that's all I'm capable of when I'm constantly at war with whatever it is that is outside. Uh, but I'll give it a seven and a half out of 10 for that reason. So it's really seven and a half out of eight. Uh, my only worry, I want to leave that 0.5 out there because I was so excited for Oilers avalanche and that was largely a dud. So I just don't want to get too excited about it, but you guys are right. The best two teams finally meeting in a Stanley cup final, the best series since, maybe Red Wings pen- Penguins uh, uh, over a decade ago. Uh, it's very rare that we see the best teams. We're finally getting the best teams. There's no like Cinderella playing at the at the real extremes of their performance ranges. There's just the two best teams going at, and that's probably the best thing for hockey. 
Yeah. Like I, at the beginning of the year, I was ready for like Colorado to make it, but for them to play against like the New York Islanders, because we never really get that perfect matchup that we want, but we have an opportunity to see a team try for a three-peat and then a team try to start a dynasty of their own, or at least emerge as the supreme team in the national hockey league. But I I'm, I'm kind of of a similar vein with Cuthbert. Like I'm on a nine on 10 and I'm leaving the one off just because like it was cool to see Colorado do as well as they did in that conference final. But like, I wanted Edmonton to win at least one or two games. Like I wanted them to at least like make it like a really close series. And if it gets to a point where this series ends in like five, six games, I'm going to five games, six games, a little less, but five games, I'm going to be like very disappointed. And there's a part of me that even though I think the Colorado avalanche are going to win, there's a part of me that wonders if the Tampa Bay lightning just have what it takes to not only win this series, but like win it going away and completely shut down the ass. Like, I don't think it's possible to completely shut down that offense, but considering how good on defense Tampa is considering the goalie that they have and Andre Vasilevsky, like there's a, there's a, there's a nightmare scenario brewing in my head where like from game one or game two on Tampa just turns it on. They wake up every time they've woken up in the playoffs, they've just demolished through whatever team they end up going up against. And then it ends up not being a series. So please give us a good series between these two teams. That would actually be the worst because like I watched, watching the Tampa, New York series, there were parts of that series where I was like, this is boring. Like, this Mm. is boring. Watching this game is painful. And I had had moments like you where I'm like, is Tampa just going to like slow Colorado down so much that it'll just be boring because that would actually be the worst. Yeah. I mean, I think you, I wonder if that might be the perspective going into it, because again, like Tampa can win in any way, shape or form. And I think the interesting thing this year, and it's interesting and it's odd because you can probably say the same thing of like the first cup or the second cup is it's like that team wants it, man. Like, like they, I think they're treating this as if it's like, you know, their first opportunity at a cup, like they want the three in a row. And from that, I think they're willing to do whatever it takes to win. So if that means like, hey, we're going to morph into Dallas and then and play like a ridiculously boring hockey, which would suck for us. But like they have the system, they have the players. And then Vasilevsky, man, Vasilevsky so is good. like a first ballot Hall of Famer now. Like, like honestly, and when it comes down to that, I think that would might be the most frustrating thing for, for, for the Avalanche because, again, they're a team that can create, can score in, in any way, shape, or form. Their players are ridiculous. The way that they can move the puck is ridiculous. But, like, if Vastileski takes his, like, elimination game self and just spreads it throughout the entire series and then they just start to lock things down, it can be really frustrating for Colorado. So I think it'll be, it'll be an interesting coaching battle, battle I think. And I think we're – in, in a series like this, you usually don't really care too much about the coaches, just like the players. But, like, I'm really interested to see what Jared Bednar's approach is going to be and then also what John Cooper's approach is going to be and how that changes. Because, obviously, they're going to go in with their own, like, perspectives. But, you know, the first 10 minutes, I guess you kind of see how things go. It'll be interesting to see how either team adapts to each other and, I guess, tries to get the upper hand as the, as the series continues. Yeah, like, my and big I- thing is – is like the adjustment factor, right? And mm-hmm. I'll look good after this, but like, mm-hmm. I, I think the adjustment thing is is going to be huge. I could totally see a situation where maybe the abs start to get their way, but inevitably John Cooper is going to find a way to adjust. And if it gets to that point, 
how will Jerry Bednar respond? There's, there's, there is a coaching battle that I don't think has been hyped up enough in this mm-hmm. series compared to other matchups. Yeah, I think that's why you might have to savor the first two games because I feel like the adjustments will come from Tampa Bay like a little bit later if it's not going so well. If there is any negative like Tampa in this, you know, potential three-peat is like they had to become a boring team in some ways to, you know, achieve this potential. And I feel like we could just see the same thing over and over again at, at points in this series where it's like Tampa really conservative, dropping back five men behind the puck, just like, constantly setting up walls for Colorado to try and break through. I, I feel like that's their probably that's the adjustment. I think that we're going to see from them if we don't see it right away where they're just going to try to make it as impermeable as possible to get towards Andre Vasilevsky. And then they're going to hit back on the counterattack versus well, two goaltenders who are not Igor Shesterkin. So I feel like park the bus is kind of what we're going to see. Like if you want to use soccer terms, like it's like a team that's going to own all the possession and then Tampa is going to sit back and try and wait for their opportunities. I can kind of just see what it's going to look like now. I kind of hope I'm wrong, but I feel like if John Cooper is like desperate, that's certainly what the series is going to look like. And then to that point, like has Colorado faced a goalie of Vasilevsky's caliber this playoffs? Like no like, quick Smith. Who are they facing the second round? Oh, Markstrom. Uh, well, Markstrom, Mark Markstrom could have, but you know, Markstrom just forgot himself. And wait, 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 that's, wait. that's not being talked about no, enough. The Oilers played. <laughs> yeah, you had it backwards there. They oh, got, yeah, I did uh, have it backwards. My bad. They yes. had uh, Soros. Yes, yeah, Soros. Oh, no, yeah, no, Soros was, was Soros injured? No, it was, yeah, yeah. Soros was injured, but Connor Ingram had a hell of a series. Yeah, he, did. he, he was really well. Ingram. Yeah, Dave Bennington and Russo. They haven't had, they have, I mean, Tampa's had the most difficult run maybe imaginable. Like, I think all three of their opponents had more points than Colorado's toughest challenge, which was the 109 point St. Louis blues. Like you really can't compare them in pretty much every way imaginable. And that's including the goaltending. Like Vasilevsky wins goaltending matchups. He just did it against the next best goaltender in the league. And this one, if there's any big difference between the two teams, it's the goaltending matchup for sure. Yeah. Like for the Avs, whoever it ends up being, if Darcy Kemper is healthy enough to go in, if Pavel Frenzos is going to be the guy they're going to have to play above themselves this entire series. And good luck doing that, going head-to-head against a guy who, you know what, Omar, you're right. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer right now. Justin, you made a very good point on the Yahoo Sports Hockey podcast the other day where dude could establish himself as one of the most clutch performers in the history of the National Hockey League or maybe just in in the history of sport. Like, we could be talking about him on the same level as we do with, like, Mariano Rivera with closing out games in baseball. Like, Andre Vasilevsky... I'm not sure what other goalie right now at this moment you would pick in an elimination game over Andre Vasilevsky. And he could prove to be that guy if it gets to a seven game series, which I anticipate it still will. However, uh, I actually, in the sake of being consistent, I think Colorado might still have enough to do this. I still think that firepower that they have up front, the depth they have throughout their lineup, even if it means we they might not see Nazem Kadri until like near the end of the series if it gets there. Like, I still think they have this. I still feel like the speed that they have, they could do it. They could find a way to get past Tampa. I'm, I guess I'm also counting on the Lightning to have like a slow start to their series like they've had against the Leafs, like they had in the third round as well. And if the Avalanche are able to get that start, I'm not sure they're going to leave that door open like the Leafs and the Rangers did. The Avs are capable of blowing by teams too. So they cannot afford to let the lightning hang around. 
I'd like to know what everyone else's cup picks are. Uh, Cuff, I know you are picking the Tampa Bay Lightning in the interest of our Cuthbert McKenzie confidence challenge. And I'd love to know everyone's reasons why they are picking the teams that they're picking. Cuff, you can start and then we'll go through everyone else. Well, it's beyond just trying to win that, although I kind of uh, have been coming around more and more towards Tampa, like I was kind of just for the purposes of that at the start. But now I'm thinking more and more like Tampa can win. I mean, Braden Point just coming back is a massive, massive deal. Like Nazem Kadri's probably not going to be a factor. Braden Point probably is. That is a huge difference. I mentioned the difference in goaltending. And then just like Tampa's, you know, consistent ability to solve an opponent. Why would Colorado be any different? I'm not really sure. I, I think if it was 50-50, I would pick Colorado just because you're getting 27 minutes of Kale McCarr every night, and that's going to be really, really difficult to overcome. But, you know, if you're looking at the odds, if you're looking at all the other context involved, I just feel like Tampa's got just as good a chance to win this as Colorado does, so I'll go with the underdog. Okay, uh, Omar and Sam. Omar, we'll start with you, then we'll go to Sam. Um. I, I want it to be Colorado. I want them to win so bad, but I I think I think Tampa is gonna win, and it, it's it's man like I've remember before how like it used to be like you can't you can't bet against Crosby and and, and the Penguins. It's yeah. like that. For, it's like that for Tampa. Like I they I've seen them win. I've we've seen them take a, a President Trophy team and just destroy them three goals against. That's it. Like, like nothing, like nothing, right? It's like done. Like, and, and it's like, even game six, the Rangers, you know, um, up one, nothing. Tampa's up one, nothing. The Rangers tie it. And the next freaking shift, the next shift, Tampa goes back and then gets the go ahead goal. It's like, they, they're, they're possessed. And again, I, I really do think they, they want to be known. They want to be known as that team. They want to be the team that, won three cups in a row and and i i just think with the belief and the fact that they've done so many things before it's just like i i want it to be i want it to be colorado but i think tampa's gonna win it but i hope i hope it ends up being close and i hope i'm wrong i hope it's colorado but i think it's gonna be tampa all right sam i'm just laughing at justin calling tampa the underdogs like the the concept of tampa as an underdog is just third time Third time this playoff, if you're looking at betting odds, they've been the underdog. I know it's yeah. ridiculous. It's, like it's Just so silly. they should not silly. be the underdog in any circumstances. Um, I'm I'm gonna break with the panel and I'm gonna say Colorado in seven. Um mm, yep. I yep. think that I, I mean, yeah, it's a coin toss. I think either of these teams could win. Obviously, Tampa can win any which way, but I don't think Tampa has faced a team as deep as Colorado. Like you you can talk about not having Nazem Kadri, you can talk about the Kale McCarr show. That doesn't even touch on Ladiskog, who's mm. he, he's been okay. He could come up like if he, he if he turns it on, that's something. Rantanen's been okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at his numbers; they look great. But like for him, the first two series, he was non-existent. Mm-hmm. So Rantanen mm-hmm. hasn't been that good either. Uh, McKinnon's been good, but I don't think he's hit peak McKinnon either. Like this is a team that, frankly, I think has not looked remotely close to their peak throughout the playoffs which is ridiculous if you think about it I've gone through all of these players I haven't even talked about Devon Taves who is having an absolutely ludicrous postseason and I just Mm -hmm. I don't think Tampa has faced a team that is this deep and this cohesive 
And I think it's going to be an an interesting challenge for them in that sense. And I also think that, you know, there are a lot of players on this Colorado team who know their, despite the fact that they've won nothing, their window is starting to close for this version of the team. Mm -hmm. They're not going to get Kadri back next year unless Joe Sackett can work some kind of insane miracle. And even I don't think he can do that. Um, Eric Johnson is getting up there. This is his first kick at the can. Like I, he really wants it. I just, there are so many good storylines on this Colorado team. And I think they can, I think they can pull it out. And there's definitely some homerism going on there, but I, I think, but I think even see like Sam brought up a really good, like, really good point. I agree with Sam. Um, because like, literally, like, if you think about it, Colorado might be the hardest, the most, like the strongest team Tampa's faced in these like three years. Like, I'm like, I was like mentally going through it. I'm like, okay. So last year they faced Montreal. Hmm. Colorado's better. The year before that they faced Dallas. I'd say Colorado's, Colorado's better. better. Right. Mm-hmm. I think if you think of the teams that they had to go through to get there, like the Islanders, I would just say Colorado's better. So this actually might be like their, their big challenge there. This might be their Frieza to, you know, versus Goku, Dragon Ball Z. And right. Notwithstanding so- that Kadri's out and Gerard is out. This is mm-hmm. the healthiest the abs have been in probably three years. Yeah. Like if you look at the number of times they've had all of their top six together, it's been very rare over the last three years. Colorado's also what Tampa used to be like, you just named a bunch of teams that Tampa Bay's beaten. It's like, okay, they're kind of limited in some ways, but they, they made it work. Like Colorado is literally like the next version of Tampa Bay. If you're younger and healthier, usually you lean towards the younger and healthier. And I I just think like, what role is like Pat Maroon going to have and Corey Perry at five on five, like Colorado, you mentioned, like you mentioned Sam, like how cohesive they are. Like speed is uniform in the lineup. Like there's no letting up. It's going to be fastball after fastball. Like Tampa is going to have to play perfectly in a lot of ways in order to deal with the fact that there's not going to be a break. There's not going to be a chance to breathe. It's going to be very suffocating in that they're going to be throwing waves at you all the time. And like, I've like questioned like Cogliano helm and all that stuff. And like the bottom, bottom six and the, in the fourth line, but at least they play with the same exact pace that the first two lines do. And I think that's really one of the strengths of Colorado that doesn't get talked about much. Man, we're gonna I, get like we're gonna get a bunch of two one games, aren't we? I hope not. <laughs> maybe so not impressed. like maybe like game three or game thing. four. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be like considering the firepower that both teams actually have up front, like a two one game would be extremely disappointing. Like I, you know what? Even if it's just one, if we got like a six four game, like I would be happy with that. Like that would be enough for me to see the offenses go. The counterpoint I don't think that to, would be enough for me. Like these you are want, like 10 six. Yes, these, no, Sam. These, not the volume of goals, but these are two teams who are capable of playing hockey the way it should be played. And if it becomes a defensive quagmire of like who can wear each other down the first, like that would drive me insane. I think I would just like rage quit hockey. I'd be like, this sucks. Yeah. And that's why you're an Avs fan because I think Tampa is going to be trying yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be like 1 1. And then John Cooper's going to look at Andre Palat's like 50 seconds left. Go. <laughs> Yo, finish, 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 finish it. <laughs> never thought we'd ever hear the word quagmire used on this show. And and the counterpoint I want to say is like, has Colorado ever faced a team like Tampa before with the cup savvy that they have, the goaltending that they have? That's a oh, deep lineup Colorado's as never well. Made it out of the second round. I mean, yes, I mean St. Louis has yeah. elements of it, but 
Not like Tampa. No, no way. Their defense does, doesn't even come close to what Victor Hedman can offer on the Tampa Bay Lightning. And that's just one guy, Anthony Sorelli, in terms of a premier defensive forward who will likely be called on to shut down Nathan McKinnon. I don't think that exists. I mean, not say that does exist, but how many teams like that have they faced throughout their postseason journey? This is all relatively new to them, but this is going to be a tough challenge for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, one other thing I want to mention with the final, and then we'll move on to some other things here. At the beginning of the postseason, uh, we I, we got everyone to you know answer some questions and make some predictions. And uh, one question I asked was, uh, your pick for the Conn Smythe Trophy. Does everyone remember who their pick was before the playoffs? Uh, no. So I think I said McKinnon. Oh, yes, Omar, you said yeah. uh, Nathan McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, you said Sasha Barkov. Uh, I said, oh. I said Miko Rantanen. I said Miko Rantanen. Fun fact: Cuthbert is the only one out of all four of us who did not pick the Colorado Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup ahead of this. That's fair. Who did I pick? The Florida, Florida Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. Okay. In all, in all fairness, I wanted Colorado, Florida. I wanted a '96 rematch. We did not get that. Yes, a lot of people did. Yeah. Uh, Sam, you wanted uh, Kale McCarr to win the Conn Smythe Trophy. That's wanted- that's hundred percent happening. Holy yeah. frig! Sam's probably going to have the most accurate Conn Smythe pick yeah. of all of us, unless the voters decide the last second they're voting for Connor McDavid. Or Tampa wins. Or Tampa wins, yes. That is also <laughs> very plausible yeah. as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, Omar, you seems like you're picking Tampa, so I don't know if you still think Nathan McKinnon will win the Conn Smythe. If you are not going to go with that, I will gladly take your Conn Smythe pick. Oh... Uh... McKinnon's got a shot still. I mean, absolutely he does. Yeah, but he was amazing in round two. Yeah, but I think when it comes to like players on Colorado, like Kale McCarr, it's man. Once the playoffs are done, we need to get back into that whole Philadelphia Flyers thing, because geez, I man, he is so (laughs) good. He is so freaking good, and like. It's it's unbelievable he went fourth. It's unbelievable he went fourth, man. He's so good. I I don't know. I don't know how to because even if I were to change, even if I were to change my answer to someone else on Colorado, like it, it would be McCarr. I think even if even if Tampa wins, I I still think I think you pull a JS Jaguar and you give wow. it to McCarr anyway. I'm not even. Okay. He's, he's been phenomenal, man. He's been so good. Okay, that's I did not expect that. Yeah. I, I, I thought you were going to remain consistent, but uh, no, I, Kale McCarr, I mean, Bobby Clark is probably still steaming wherever he's at right now <laughs> about the fact that the Flyers did not get the opportunity to take Kale McCarr. But uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take Nathan McKinnon. Uh, Sam, you can keep Kale McCarr. Uh, Justin, do you want to change your, your con's wife pick to anybody else? You're going to give me Andre Vasilevsky. I'll take the guy who's not more than likely going to win it, but has probably just as good a shot as those two. If it's indeed a coin flip series. Okay, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. And and, and Omar, you didn't really pick anyone. Yeah, on I didn't really. Yeah, I didn't really answer the question. I yeah, guess no. I'll stick. I guess I'll stand pat. But like, <laughs> I love man. I'm gonna buy a McCarr jersey. Like, I I I love McCarr, dude. He's so I could watch him play forever. I just I don't know if you like hockey, you have to like Kel McCarr. Like, yeah. If mm-hmm. you don't like the way Kel McCarr plays, and hockey, that's a thing too. Like, ten or like. 12 people vote on the concept like it is a popularity contest in some ways uh so if you're like designing the type of player 12 people that cover hockey will want to vote for 
Kale McCarr is that person. Like I, I, people are falling over themselves to uh, uh, present accolades to him. So I think it's a good bet for that reason alone. Like people want Kale McCarr to be a thing, which he is, of course, but even more of a thing than he is. Yeah, Kale McCarr is like my non-leaf Michael Bunting. Kale Bunting. <laughs> That's all. Kale Bunting. Well, I don't know how you would ever put Michael Bunting and Kale McCarr on the same tier at all. I, I, I have, and I just did, based off on my appreciation for them. Not skill, appreciation. Well, I love them both. Okay. All right. Well, well whatever. Okay. <laughs> I want to move on to this next topic here uh, and, and, and bring up some of the teams who were not strong enough to make it to the Stanley Cup final. I was wondering if there's a team no longer with us in this year's playoffs, who you think actually has a very good chance of being back and going farther than what they did for next year. It could be anyone. It could be a team that was eliminated in the first round, team that was eliminated in the second or third round. It could be anyone. Uh, Omar, you already look very disappointed. I guess I, I already know what your answer is. Where I, this going? I, 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 I'm not saying this to be funny. Sure. I can't answer that question. What do you mean you can't answer that I, question? What does I, that mean? I mean what I say. I cannot answer because I okay, in a perfect world, the Leafs will finally <laughs> break out at some point. Welcome to Leafs Corner, everyone but, on Zone 10. No, but the question was, is there a team <laughs> that that didn't go so far so naturally. and could go? can go further and we're talking about a team in the first round i'm sorry that goes to the leaves but no all kidding aside i i i think you're not kidding it's true i'm not um (laughs) it's just like do do i think the team will be better next year yeah do i think the players will be better for sure do i think kyle dubas will do something to improve the team over the offseason at the deadline definitely but at the end of the day, man, the, the playoffs are weird. And either and, and the Leafs are still in the Atlantic division. They're still they're still there. And yes, you know, we we expect teams like Boston to take a step back. We may expect Tampa to take a step back or Florida to take a step back. We're not gonna know until we get there. So would it you know, do I do I think the Leafs could could improve? Probably, but there are a lot of things that, that get in the way. And again, I think that's why the the goal next year has to be to, to win the division. So you have the best chance of having a decent, you know, decent opponent or whatever uh, up in the first round. But I think aside from the Leafs, I think a team who could pop, who might go further. I really like what the Rangers did this, did this year. And I understand why a lot of Rangers fans were upset to an extent. Again, I'm very envious of being disappointed of a conference final elimination, but I think, I think the Rangers are a team. If they can just, you know, kind of settle things in and kind of really establish like what their core is. I really do think there could, they could be a team that can challenge for a Stanley cup final next year. Uh, so those are my two to all, I guess my one and a half answer Rangers Leafs. Sure. Okay. Uh, Cuff, do you want to pick next? I mean, I think the Leafs are the team. Uh, but look around, like what's required goaltending. Are they going to address that? Like, like it, it really comes down to that. We're not going to make this Leafs corner, but I think they have like the recipe for a team that's uh, still on the come up, I guess, because I don't think there's actually that many teams. Like it's kind of, it feels like a lot of teams are going to bleed talent a little bit. And I'm so impressed by the Rangers as well. Like if you're building from the back out, you have Shostyurkin and an awesome top four. 
Like that in itself is going to get you pretty far in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They have a lot of decisions to make, a lot of talent that they're probably going to have to replace. But the Rangers should be back. But like, am I confident about Pittsburgh or Washington? No, I think Carolina is going to get worse. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Florida, but they can't get that much better, I don't think. The Oilers should be better. Maybe it's the Oilers, but like Calgary's going to lose. Like a lot of teams that were involved in these playoffs are going to lose talent. So if you had a good goaltender, if you're Jake Ottinger or Igor Shesterkin, maybe you can carry your team pretty far next year. But if you're a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Edmonton Oilers who have a lot to build around, like you've got to address the key issue. And you can't look at anything else but the Eastern Conference Final to realize what you are missing, and that is quality goaltending. So until they address that, Rangers, Lightning, uh, the Abs will still be good, um, despite who is playing a net for them. Like, those are the teams we're going to have circled, I think. Shout out Dallas, by the way. Jake Ottinger, who had an outstanding first-round performance that was lost in everything else that happened in this postseason I'm not sure how much better the Dallas Stars are going to get. And the Rangers are actually going to be my answer here because of how good they look. But I just want to shut out the Dallas Stars and the fact that, I mean, they're technically, their window with what they have right now, they kind of have to go for it, essentially, up until they figure out they're what the hell they're stuck in between. Do. You need to resurrect Jamie Benn? I mean, yeah, good luck. Good luck doing that. Like, yeah. Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, they are shells of themselves. They kind of have to go for it. But you need goaltending. You need hot goaltending to get you through. And maybe if they were able to make some tweaks in the offseason, maybe the Stars have a better showing in the first round next year. I'm not sure, but you're right. They are kind of stuck. So I just want to give them a shout out. But the Rangers would be my pick. They just have everything you need to go far in a postseason and, and be a really good team in the playoffs. Sam, did you have a pick? Yeah, I actually think depends what happens on this, in this offseason, but I think Nashville has the potential to get better. This is a team oh, that we all thought was on the decline. I like this. Uh, they should be on the decline. They should be in the middle of a closing window, but they've got, you know, Yossi is a perennial Norris candidate. Connor Ingram was unbelievable against Colorado. Mm-hmm. UC Saros had a hell of a season. Like they have kind of the framework there to just reload and retool. That's not a team that necessarily needs a massive rebuild. That's a very good point. If they keep Philip Forsberg, I think yeah. that uh, that changes, not changes a lot, but like that's really big for them because there's a lot of questions about what his future is going to be. And if they don't keep him and they fill him in with someone else, if that is an equivalent talent they could find, maybe that helps things too. But yeah, I think UC Saros had one of the better seasons of any goaltender this year. And again, you need goaltending to get you through. And again, Predator surprised me. This was a team that probably should have folded about a year or two ago and they turn themselves into a playoff team. So uh, I'm not mad at the mention. I, I think the Nashville Predators are really interesting pick. Uh, really interesting picks from all of us, really, in terms of who we think will be back, even the Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wanted to, last thing before uh, we get a quick update from Cuthbert about that high school musical bet, uh, where are all these coaches going? There's a lot of vacancies going. Did you guys see that fancy graphic from Sportsnet over the weekend? Uh, with all the different names, all the different vacancies. And actually, did you guys hear, like, just not too long before uh, we started recording, Bruce Cassidy found himself a job. Mm-hmm. He was out of work for less than a week. Yeah. And now I he's going to coach the guys in Vegas. I wonder if he went to That's Vegas and said, hey, and said, like, hey, I have a question for you before, and this will like, determine if I get hired or not. If you had three first-round picks in a row, and the options were Kyle Connor. <laughs> Jake DeBrusque 
would you draft those guys, Matt Barzell? Matt Barzell. Or would you just or would you just pass? I think that, I think that's the question that I would ask if I was Bruce Cassidy. Man, shout out that ridiculous fire. Shout out that draft class, man. You know, they passed on all those guys. And believe it or not, the best player, it's very likely the best player of that draft may have been taken in the fifth round of that draft class. So Boston may have passed on those three guys and Kirill Kaprizov. Mm. I mean, a lot of people did, but like the fact that we can hang all that on Boston, I think we should hang all that on Boston. Great team, but you know, yeah, I have no problem hanging that on Boston. Yeah. Um, but what about like Bruce Barry Trotz and, and Jim Montgomery and Peter DeBoer and John Tortorella? Do we have thoughts on where these guys might go? Like I'm envisioning like John Tortorella back with like the Philadelphia Flyers. And I guess they'll be respectable, but like, I'm not taking them that seriously. I'm sorry. Am I wrong? I mean, I mean, what's the, I'm see. Okay. Is John Tortorella a rebuilding coach? Because from looking at you know the Flyers organizational situation, it seemed like they're on uh hey let's you know blow it up a little bit you know reestablish a new core and so on and so forth. But I man, that's like if if you're hiring torts, like I guess you're trying to you're you're thinking that that last year was a was a one off and you're trying to improve. Maybe be considering the fact that Torts is a defensive minded coach. Maybe you think if you shore up the defense, that'll improve Carter Hart because that probably has to be um an organizational goal, I guess, to get, get Carter Hart going. But like, mm-hmm. man, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're look- going anywhere with the roster that they have. Like John yeah. Torrell is good at like maximizing what he has. And he's a very good coach. And up until, and up until now, he is the last man to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in the playoffs here as a head coach. Oh, Oh, okay. Raise the freaking banner. We like, <laughs> like, like, what? like, like what? you <laughs> Like and I I know I know that sounds like rich, but like what that that that's the thing. Okay, cool. Like we we shocked the world and swept Tampa. Yes, that that's solid. But like, I don't know, Sam. You know a lot about about Torts as a coach. Your thoughts on on him possibly? Oh right, yes, that's right. You do. Yes. I forget about the fact that he was in Vancouver. Legendary and he was in that season. fight with like Bob Hart. Legendary, legendary. Remember that season. YouTube? Remember that that meme where he, like, after that he was all like, "Don't push me," and I got turned into like assault. That's one of the funniest things that came out of that. Legendary season. Legendary. I I would be shocked if Torts got hired before Barry Trotz. Like mm. Barry Trotz has been successful wherever he goes with with whatever teams he's been given. And I actually I was surprised that he was fired without uh, without consulting anyone else on the team. That's still my favorite quote uh, from from Lou Lamorello ever. Yeah. Why would I ever consult with my players? (laughs) Why would I ask them? Why? (laughs) Never consider this. I'll just offer this as a counterpoint, though, Sam. If John Torella gets hired by Barry before Barry Trotz does, that that tells me that Barry Trotz is just out here weighing his own options. Because I think when a coach when a coach of his caliber is out there, I don't necessarily think you have to pressure yourself into finding a potential partner right away. You can kind of sit back and let the offers roll in and it seems as if like he's taking his time with it. So if Tortorella gets hired before Trotz, I won't be up in arms about it, but I will be curious where he's going to go. Or I was going to say, or Philly is turned down by Trotz and they want to beat 
whoever else to the punch and make it seem like they pick trots or but they pick Tortorella over trots because they want to try and face. I mean, that is a recipe for disaster. That is an yes. awful team. And that is a coach that is hugely combustible. It's going to be, it's going to be hilarious. So let's, let's see uh, Tortorella and Philly for sure. I, I kind of only think two coaching changes really matter. And we've seen one of them like with Cassidy. I think he's a great coach. Uh, apparently he wants to get hurt again because we know how it's going to end. Uh, in Vegas, it only ends one way. So apparently he's signing up for more uh, disappointment eventually down the road. But hey, maybe they get a Stanley Cup before that. But it is all about Trots. Where's Trots going to go? Who's Trots going to transform uh, if Winnipeg is indeed the front runner? I think they stand to benefit the most from this little coaching carousel thing. But I, I think like, yeah, there's a lot of vacancies. There's a lot of coaches out there. But I don't know how much it really matters for the most part. You know what the dark horse coaching storyline is going to be is uh, yeah. who's going to try to hire Joel Quenville. You know, someone's yeah. going to oh, try. You someone's know laying someone's in wait. Someone's no. laying in the cut waiting for yeah. someone's going to try. I don't think it's yeah. going to happen this year. I think like next year, I think next year someone will, or at least whenever he gets like, I don't know, reinstated or at least gets the okay from the league. Maybe someone inquires about it this year. And I think someone didn't asked. someone want him gonna, back. Someone did, ask. yeah. Oh yeah. my god! I still think Mike Babcock is coming back when it's all said and done. Oh, yeah, I, I think someone is going to get him back, or at least when that contract with Toronto's up, which is like I think at the end of next year. <laughs> like all, all the like coaching fraternity <laughs> old boys club guys, they're all available. It seems like all of these guys, all these big names that have been sort of somewhat controversial like it just seems like they're all in the mix and someone's gonna make a poor decision i'll just say that yeah I mean, jim montgomery like i i mean i think he i forget i forget the was it like substance use in his case like he yeah. had a a less than ceremonious exit to dallas and even he's available now like yeah it, it's not and look not to make I, I hope that this doesn't come across as me making light of that but it, just to further the point that there are coaches who have had less than ceremonious exits who will get second opportunities uh to come in, the, in either this year or next year and i hope jim's okay but uh yeah, yeah he, he's getting he's, interest and it's, sergey fedorov might be out there apparently with the what? red wings so yeah he was the betting favorite to be the red wings next head coach uh, sergey fedorov yeah. yeah obviously connection with eiserman he's coaching I mean, yeah in the khl and apparently has been very successful so like it could be it could be very, it could be full of headlines over the next three weeks until the draft. We're going to have to fill all these vacancies before then. It's, it's kind of wild. Yeah. See, like, that's what I want. I want to see like new names, man. Like, I don't like, I'm getting so sick of just like the carousel and like you see teams, Tampa Bay hired their AHL coach and then look what's happened. So like, I like, I, I, I understand the whole like trusted hockey men thing, but like, just bring in bring in new faces man like because you never you never know what's gonna happen the game is always changing remember back in the day when power plays were three fours and two defensemen mm. now everyone's doing the whole four forwards one defenseman heck five forwards. florida's five forwards like you know just change it up a little bit i think getting like you know you know younger younger coaches who have more of a dynamic coaching style i think will just make the game even better especially when you have up-and-coming players trevor zegris Sonny Milano, Kale McCarr, all these players who are willing to, to make use of their skill. You know, bring in player, bring in coaches who are who are willing to like harness that. That's why I I love I love what Martin St. Louis said. Well, both times. First when he was initially hired, and then um during you know, when he was like, you know, officially hired, the the idea of like 
not trying to constrict players. And I think that's where hockey like really sucks. Again, the fact that like we can name teams that like you're boring to watch, you're boring to watch, you're exciting to watch, you're great to watch. Like, I think we need to move away from that and actually just leave a lot more room for like players to use their skill. And if you keep hiring the John Tortorellas of the world, then they're going to coach in their, you know, defensive structure way or whatever is going to work. And then, you know, because NHL is a copycat league, other, other coaches don't think they have to do the same thing. And then the product just gets saturated. Just, you know, change it up a little bit, hire different people. Sergey Fedorov, I didn't even know that was happening. That's cool. That's sick. I had no clue that was happening. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. I have to your point, Omar, like, look at the two teams in, in the cup finals. Like, neither John mm-hmm. Cooper or Jared Bednar are really old boys coaches. Neither of them had particular, like, John Cooper was a prosecutor in Prince George. Like, yes, he was. Yep. Yes, he was. Yep. You Switch it, it up. Man. Change it you up, can man. do it, man. Like, if, if Avery keeps this up, keeps wearing these fedoras, he might get himself a coaching job. Yo, if Avery ends up being, I would, I would scream. That would be so... <laughs> Cause you know, you know, Avery would just be like on top of the bench, just like freaking going nuts. And like, you'd have an all black coaching staff too. <laughs> He'd have a different fedora for every game. He'd have 82 say, fedoras. Yes. The budget, if he had like a NHL head coach's budget to oh. make sure that he's looking as he does at all times, like Fresh to death. it would be yeah. sensational. You know how they do the slow motions of like players walking in? There'd be an Avery cam on hockey night in canada just like full-on slow motion just look at the camera and just like nod or something like every every game that would be make avery if they do world cup world cup of hockey 2024 team yes. west indies yes he's the coach yes. bring avery's the coach <laughs> avery's the coach um avery is the coach bring i would i would buy every single piece of merchandise if that happened that'd be hilarious uh, Kevin Weeks, if you watch this episode, uh, or maybe I should see to it that he does, uh, please consider hiring Avery Lewis McDougal, who I know you know as head coach of Team West Indies when it, uh, <laughs> this team is inevitably brought in. I still have to put together that roster uh, of, of players on that team. Uh, I'll say this, though. I'll say this, though. I asked Wayne Simmons about it, and he was down. Hey, hey, hey. see? Nice. There we go. There we go. We have, we have our first member. Yes, that's, and he, that's he, he probably would be captain on Team West Indies, as it is. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. The goal okay. song would be hilarious. It'd be like Palance or something. Everyone goes to center ice. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to hear Dutty Wine in the arena, and it's going to be wild, bro. It's going to be oh, good. Wait. People will be eating doubles in the arena. We're going to be it's gonna be wild time. It's gonna be a wild, wild ass time. Um, <laughs> unless anyone has anyone else has anything to add, the only other thing I just want to mention is uh, this is the first time Cuthbert has been on Zone Time since he lost that bet uh, with yeah. High School Musical. Uh, can you provide us with an update on where that's at right now and how you're gonna go about doing this for everybody? Because uh, we are all waiting with uh, bated breath to know uh, how you're gonna do that. I keep looking at my Disney Plus, wondering when you're gonna create that user for yourself and you haven't done it yet. So <laughs> I'm gonna create I'm, a I'm user wondering what the hell's, yeah. Uh, it, it'll happen soon. I got thrown a little work curveball at the end of last week. It was earmarked for a Friday mm-hmm. night. Yes, I was gonna invest a Friday night into watching it. So that couldn't happen, but uh, it's it's gonna happen sooner than later. It might happen tonight. Uh, Could you live to be tweet honest, it? But I think by the end of the week, I'm not going to live to it. I don't know if I, uh, maybe I would, I would retweet every single thing. We'll have, there'll be some, there'll be some commentary. I don't know if it's a, a live tweeting. So I want to be fully immersed in it. If you're just tweeting, you're not really paying attention. Are you? 
That's but by the way, I just want to clarify something here because if you don't know already, uh, we do these recordings on the Tuesday and then they end up going out the next day. So mm-hmm. when Justin says he's going to watch it tonight, he means Tuesday. And no, he does not mean he would watch it in favor of watching <laughs> game one of the Stanley Cup final. I don't think we want to put you through that. You're going to watch game one? Nah, man, I got to watch high school. Nah, bro, I got to watch high school. Priorities. Yo, man, why would I watch Kale McCarr and, and, and Nathan McKinnon when I could watch Zac Efron in the television movie of the century? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No way. Okay, Cuff, you it's always it's come. it's come. all right, and you got to get that review in too because uh, you know we we want to know your thoughts on a future episode. I got you, I got you. I got you. Oh, we know you do, we know you do. But that, uh, Omar, unless you're gonna, I thought you're gonna add. No, I was gonna but, say I'm looking forward to that. Oh, we all are. Yeah. We all are. When the day that comes, <laughs> oh, we are going to lose our minds. Uh, with that, thank you all for watching Zone Time. Thank you for listening to Zone Time. Uh, Omar, Sam, Cuff, thank you very much as always for being great panelists. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Maybe by then we'll know all about Justin's thoughts on the Wildcats. And Get your head in the game. Get your head in the game. There's a three-day oh. break between games one and two, so Ooh, ideal timing. It's, got, yeah, uh, well, it's, it's imminent. It's imminent. All right. See you guys next week. Oh, also, uh, be faithful here because uh, some people <laughs> report the arts. Just had to. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.